42 Fish Community Radio from the heart of the Shla'aman Nation, Kasset Regional District, a.k.a. Powell River. How are you this evening, cousins? I have not cut the microphone off of Kusin. Do not worry. She is not present with me this evening, cousins. I am flying solo here, high but not too high, above the bowling alley. That's right, you're tuned to CJMP 90.1 FM, and we are a volunteer-run station completely managed somehow by community members, and we're super grateful for them that do so. And I'll just give out the radio station phone number because we always forget to do it. 604-485-0088. That's the number to call if you would like to get in touch with us and check out the website cjmp.ca. Find out how you can become involved, even be on the air, cousin. Ooh. Not panic. Cousins, it might be a very good time this evening to check in on some of, uh, you know, the beginnings of the show, really, and, uh, and reminisce a bit. I've been doing reminiscing recently. Doing reminiscing? Mm, at any rate, it's been fabulous, and I'd like to share some of those reminiscences with you. But first, cousins, let's start off with brand new music that really blows my mind. This guy just won the Polaris Prize. His name is Jeremy Dutcher. We'll talk a little bit more after this, cousins. I I think about that sometimes. I'd like to learn all the songs that the people sang here. 
I like to listen to those and, and sing those. People will be singing, you know. There's not only me, there's a lot of people bringing yeah. the songs back. And when you bring the songs back, you're going to bring the dances back. You're going to bring the people back. You're going to bring everything back. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be just like when we when we first started. We brought the music back. We brought the drum back. Sweat lodges are here. Teepees are going all over the place. Wigwams, people are making wigwams. Did you know that? So you think music had a lot to do with that? Oh, yeah. Bringing you that back? Look at that, right? Music. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. Really? Music will bring you. Two fish cousins. That was the incredible sounds of Jeremy Dutcher, who recently won the Polaris Prize. Cousins, really classically trained. He is a singer and musicologist. Great word. Um, he's trained as an opera singer, and uh, he is from the. Uh, he is a member of the. Uh, Wallastockiak uh, and the Tobik First Nation of New Brunswick. Pardon me for butchering names, but I'm really just going to try. I've decided, and I'll tell you why I've decided. I'm going to play a clip that that sort of I don't know made me feel like you know what I'm just going to try always without. No, with apology, but I'm going to try to say the names that. 
quite frankly, I'm not comfortable saying. Uh, so at any rate, that album uh, that he's put out has, is called Wallastokyuk Lintuwakonawa. And uh, his nation is out towards what we might know as New Brunswick. And uh, he studied at Dalhousie. Just Beautiful, but what I really want, what in really uh, I loved was how he integrated his um, the woman's voice with the the uh, talking about bringing the music back. Not sure if that's an auntie or a cousin or a mother or a friend, but um, so beautiful. And today on Forty Two Fish, I want to talk about media. Okay, I always want to talk about media, but in particular because we have a very exciting opportunity that's coming up next weekend, and that would be October twenty sixth. If we're in the same space-time continuum, which we are not always, cousin. Currently, today is October 18th when I'm live in the studio, and uh, this camp is a camp for the youth from the sister nations, and um, I'm just so excited because I get to participate as a facilitator in this camp. It's called Kwa Okay, let me try it again. It's called Kwa Akathamch. <laughs> yes, butchered. Oh, Kusin, how I miss you. Um, but this is a, a weekend camp with uh, involving Ai Jutham, which is, of course, the language spoken here in the Hla'aman Nation. And uh, also, it, it's going to be an opportunity for youth from the sister nations of Hamalko, Klehus, Hla'aman, and Komox to get together and hang out and explore and learn about storytelling and podcasting. And podcasting really is simply you know, recording whatever you want and putting it out there. And if you do it on a regular basis, uh, you know, it becomes a podcast, which is really just a radio show. It's the new lingo, cuz. So one of the great things about community radio, which is what you're listening to, is pretty distinct. And I really wanted you to know what that's about. So community media, it means that we get to do it almost how we want and uh there's does not need to be advertising if we find alternate ways of keeping it running at a radio station like this the purpose is very different than it is at a radio station like um one of your usual fm stations uh you know, do I need to say their names? You know, the big ones that they're owned by big people with big money. And oftentimes we don't hear our voices represented in them. And some of the clips I'm going to play on the show tonight are from youth from not only youth, youth and, and adults from across Turtle Island, uh, so-called Canada. And they all have different views that they have not heard reflected back to them in the media. And because we're community radio, we get to play it. It's awesome. So um, I guess I'll leave it there for a moment. And I am going to play for you 
a piece that my friend Lisa Wilson has suggested. And that's another great thing about community radio. I get to play my friend's songs for them. So, Lisa, this goes out to you. And uh, Lisa is an amazing warrior woman who just moved back to her home community in Amen, and she has a wonderful young human in her life named Louie and I'm lucky enough to get to work with her in Takama Jeja and recently she facilitated her first blanket exercise with us and I think she's an amazing woman so this song is for you Lisa it's called Sky World by Bear Fox performed by T. Tio Swath, and uh, it's your own song that you wanted to play, so it's dedicated to you in that way as well. <laughs> Here we go. 42 Fish Cousins. <laughs> Let's put our minds together as one And remember the ones who passed on to the sky world Their life duties are complete They are living peacefully in the sky world In the sky world Let's put our minds together as one And remember the ones who passed on To the sky world Their life duties are complete They are living peacefully In the sky world In the sky world
Appalachia Cousins. That was Rising Appalachia with the song called Death. Cousins on 42 Fish. Prior to that, you heard the song Sky World by Bear Fox and performed by Teo Swat. And uh, you are tuned to 42 Fish on CJMP. And uh, I'm not sure if the frequency is meeting the ear holes of my very dear cousin way out there in New Zealand. But uh, I'm sure hoping, and and I think it is. And uh, um, tonight, I tonight the word of the day again. Kusa not here with me this evening, but um, uh, in spirit always. There is a big celebration and and um, a meeting this evening in the village uh, regarding pulling together. So she is there at the big jam session and sends her best, of course. But um, yes, yeah, so. I'm still going to do a word of the day because I am, uh, you know, I'm learning the language of Ayayjutham, which is the language of the Ra'aman people. And uh, the word that I would like to share today is cost, cost, which is best friend, cost. I've also, yeah, just look now. Okay, anyways, so cost. Um, and uh, Emma Bell is definitely a cost of mine. And uh, she's tuning in. And it is uh, an anniversary. 
three years ago, uh, Emma um, was, you know, in a in did the bravest, most courageous, phenomenal, self caring, um, amazing thing, and uh, she went home and. Um, I, oh God, I miss her so much. Not a moment goes by that I don't miss her. Uh, but I am so happy for her. And now uh, she works at a brew. She's a brewmaster. <laughs> She's pretty much the coolest cost ever. Uh, so Emma and I spent a lot of time at this radio station together. And um, uh, three years ago, Emma... And I, I love you so much. And um, what I kind of wanted to share next was something that, um, you know, when, when a life is tough, a lot of times I think, my God, like, where's the manual here, right? And uh, Kusin often says to me, she does not know how people do it who don't have teachings. And I've been thinking a lot about that. Teachings, the alms ta'au is uh, what that is in Tla'aman and Ayajutham. And First Nations people, um, in a generalization, here's my Bob Ross paintbrush, but uh, seem to have teachings. <laughs> um, and what blew me away recently was uh, my other Jeja, um, Janet Newberry, has been working on a website called called Wise Practices, wisepractices.ca. And on this website, they are sharing um, different resources and, and basically sharing things that people, um, indigenous people across Turtle Island are doing to promote life, to promote living, which, um, you know, when there's been an attempted genocide on your people is like a really good thing to do. <laughs> so, okay, but here's what's also cool is uh, I stumble across this page on Wise Practices and it's called Feather Carriers. This is a program um, in an Anishinaabe, Anishinaabe community. Um, these are the Mikan's teaching. So the Mikan's teaching is an Anishinaabe understanding about the whole development of the human being before, during, and after life. So it's kind of like an instruction manual. <laughs> I can't even believe this. They've got an instruction manual. How useful. Uh, and so I'm going to play the first little segment of this piece. This is John Rice of the Wasauksing First Nation. And um, um, it just contains some of the most uh, profound thoughts to me. And um, and then I encourage you to go to the website wisepractices.ca and check out Feather Carriers. And um, there's even a segment like a teaching for um, the word in the language is azohog, probably not pronounced that way. And these are gap ceremonies, an important aspect of mino bimabchwin. Or living the good life 
involves learning how to make safe transitions from one stage of life to the next. This is sometimes referred to as bridging the gap and involves rituals and or ceremonies. <laughs> There's an instruction manual, cousins! <laughs> Unbelievable! Um... Uh, you know, and I'm sure maybe people who have like, uh, you know, maybe religious teachings or something, which I uh, do not have myself, was not introduced to. Um, maybe they, maybe this sounds similar. But uh, this is um, John Rice of the Wasauk Sing First Nation. Enjoy. So in the language, um, I've introduced myself. Uh, Zalgoske is my Ojibwe name, and it means a uh, sunray. And I'm a Bear Clan uh, person. I, my home community is Wasaksing First Nation near Perry Sound. And I'm a third-degree member of, uh, of uh, Three Fires Medellin Society. <clears throat> so in introducing myself that way, um, I basically said everything I need to say about myself in terms of uh, identity. And in my role here in working with young people and um, securing who they are, uh, identity is a big issue. You gain a deeper understanding of who they are when they can say who they are, who their family is, who their community is, and who their nation is. And maybe a little bit to be able to speak about what their life purpose is. My training is, is uh, mostly traditional um teachings when i was a little boy my grandmother told me a lot of stories and at that time she talked about uh nanabush the trickster and his uh arch rival the windigo the, the cannibal society so she told me a lot of stories about that and when i was small she would actually uh told me when someone's becoming a windigo there are interventions that you, you can take to uh to move them away from becoming that way so I didn't know I didn't know it then, but much of what she was talking about, that's what I use in my practice now as an adult. That understanding of how, how a person can become in terms of um I guess if you want to say it in the mainstream sense, psychopathy. Someone who loses that sense of that connection with um with life and and their their will to feel Minobamadzwa in a good life. The Mikon's teaching is about life itself. It's, we, we could say, the first human being who lived their life cycle uh, knew that life. And then their children lived the next life cycle. And then the grandchildren left. And each successive generation lived their life cycle. And in doing that, and, and then talking about their living experience, this teaching came about, about certain things we could expect to happen to us physiologically in our life. And I've got to advise you right now, that's how I see this teaching. I view it from, from the physiological perspective. And then I'll be speaking about this teaching that way. There are other people who may interpret this teaching from the spiritual perspective. They may also interpret it from the mental perspective. But for me, my understanding and my training behind this, this knowledge is that we change physiologically because we change physiologically, our thinking or our perception about life changes. And then spiritually, there, there's a relationship there that, that we tune into, uh, which predominantly rolls back into, into uh, why we're here in life. So 
Sumikot is what we call in Ojibwe that translates into little roads. We have one life. And this is an example of, of, a, of a petroglyph or, or a drawing of what it looks like. You can see that it, it, it has seven lives. Uh, another interpretation of the living part of this teaching you may have heard is uh, the seven stages of life. And there are various um, teachings around that in various different ways, depending upon where you live. But fundamentally, um, we go through seven changes in our life, seven major physiological changes is what this represents. So this schematic here is another way that, that, that I draw it when I do my presentation. It speaks to a bamadzuin, uh, life itself. So everything within this rectangle here is life. And life is, is, is fairly set. It, you might say it's ruled by the laws of physics. And interestingly enough, when I do this talk or talk about the Mikos teaching, uh, to speak in terms of physics is, is an easier way to describe the spirituality even which is kind of paradoxical. So when the Creator created us the very first time in our story, our teaching says the Creator created us to be physically immortal. And in our story it says that's the way we were. We were maybe 25 years old all the time. We didn't get old, we didn't die, we didn't get sick. So what happened to us, so the Creator saw, saw an illness come inside of us. So the Creator changed that immortal physical life into what you see here in this diagram. Uh, seven small lives within one big life, the seven stages of life, or the Mekons. So the Creator didn't give us this life uh, as a short life. There's a little guy, he comes to visit our grandfather, the son, every 76 years, and he's known in English as Haley's Comet. So he comes every 76 years, but this teaching, it speaks to that at one time when we took everything naturally from our mother, the earth, and all the natural plants and animals, we would live long enough to see Haley's Comet three times. So we say that, that it is a long life. We have a long potential. There are other things that impact this from a mental perspective. Very often in the morning we wake up, we jump out of bed, we jump into our day. We very rarely think about how long we're going to walk onto this earth. And I remind our, our young people that if you use that simple meditation every once in a while, it makes your, your outlook about life change. You know, there's a lot longer time in your life. Uh, things don't seem to be so immediate. And it helps us in our thinking that, you know, it's not going to be a, a sudden ending. We, we can look forward to having a longer impact in this life. So this Bamadzwin that the Creator created for us is a long time. In fact, I'll re even reinforce to people that a long life is your entitlement. And this is one of the philosophies behind the Feather Carrier's life promotion uh, program is that our people can start thinking about living longer. And that in itself is a step to uh, a longer life. You are listening to 42 Fish. This is your cousin Odd on CJMP Powell River Community Radio. That was the voice of John Rice of the Wasauksing First Nation speaking about the Mikan's teachings. And um, uh, I was saying before we played that clip that um, it's just, it's so 
amazing to me as a non-Indigenous person that, and somebody who was not raised in a, you know, an organized religion. I did not go to a church or any of that kind of thing. So these life teachings, which I, um, uh, you know, I didn't actually know that they existed. I feel better. <laughs> feel better about life uh i just yeah i'm gonna listen to every single one of those clips um as they take you through the seven stages um uh yes anyway so thank you uh for listening with me and check it out on the website wisepractices.ca this program um the we'll find under uh feather carriers and uh thanks to noobs for sharing that and for all the hard work that you do as part of the team on wise practices which is a whole website about life promotion um which is just too beautiful too too beautiful um there you go and uh where else are we at today cousins well we were talking about the camp the media camp for the sister nations um for the youth of the sister nations let's stop that background music from playing there we go excuse me and uh the camp again is called uh I love in Iijutham how the breath is is included in the language that final sound of <laughs> you're not missing a cousin's I'm blowing in your ear with that and that uh, uh translates to um you you telling a story um uh and yeah you tell a story basically and so uh this camp the the youth are going to learn about podcasting we're going to talk about media and we're going to talk about telling uh stories and telling your own story even and we already talked about uh how community media has a special role in in how in allowing us to share our very specific voices and uh, I want to share another piece for you by uh, one of the gentlemen who is going to be working with us at the youth camp and uh, this is a sneaky way for me to also get to know him because I haven't met him in person yet we've had meetings on the phone his name is Warren Hooley and he started something called indigenous Indigenize and uh, I, the eyes part is um, E Y E Z, Indigenize Canada. And uh, Warren has trained uh, and provides training to facilitators. And he is a young um, mixed race gentleman who is part of the, you know what, I'm going to let him say what, what nation he's from so that I do not get it wrong. And uh, this is a little piece from um, uh, his own uh, indigenized podcast. And um, let's find out about Warren Hooley. Sounds like a very cool guy. Oh, this is Madeline Turbasket, and you're listening to the Indigenized Podcast. Here I am, chilling out with Warren Hooley. <laughs> yes, um, why, Chaskachalt? Hello, good day. And Chai Squeezochlik and Tilson Pinkton. And he's summer he squeezed. Warren Hooley. 
A um, little bit about myself, I guess. Um, I am, I'm actually a half native or indigenous, whatever word you want to use. Um, Siuch Okanagan man, my mom being full Siuch Okanagan, and my father being Irish and Ukrainian. So I'm a mix between the two, and I've walked in two worlds my whole life, half on a reserve, at times in pretty extreme poverty, feeling the impacts of colonization, things of this nature, and half my life in like a predominantly white upper middle class suburb with my with my Caucasian father and feeling what that feels like and feeling like what it feels like to know you know um, we're gonna eat every week that we're gonna that I always have someone to come back to that sense of safety and security and feeling like some of the privileges that come along with that and because I've experienced both and I've felt both it really gives me two two unique, I guess, an overall unique perspectives from two different worlds. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we're <clears throat> just going to jump into your work with Indigenized. How do you describe your work to your friends? <laughs> well, I commonly get asked, what do I do for a living? I never know which one to pick because I do have four organizations I work for as a contract facilitator. But when I talk about Indigenized... I I frame it as using the creative arts and land-based learning to kind of like bring out the true colors of youth and connect them to like the values of their ancestors. So it's kind of a combination. Um, there's something about art forms. You know, even if you look at traditionally how Native people were pre-contact, pre-colonization, like art was an essential aspect woven into the fabric of everyday life. And now when you look at any typical reserve, like a lot of that's been stripped away. Also, if you look at any public school, you know, the arts are not nearly um, focused on just creativity in general is not like rewarded and celebrated so it tends to to kind of kind of suck that I, slowly it kind of withers away inside of someone. This just happened to me two days ago. I walked into a group. It was a leadership group. It was the first time they've ever met, and every single youth is sitting there. They got their arms crossed. They're like rolling their eyes. The principal's trying to talk to them and like tell them and trying to like engage them, and they're just like, like I don't even want to listen to this guy. And I just like walk in. And I'm like, okay. Like this is this is my this is my work. This is what I do for my living now. And as we started to play some icebreakers, I started to during the introduction circle, you know, I invite them to say their name along with an action, and then we all copy it back. And the first kid says, My name's Jimmy, and he like does a dab <laughs> and all of us do it back and people start laughing. You know, that boy gets to show and express himself in a way and we all reflect it back. So he's being seen. He's being respected, you know, included. Everyone's being included in that intro circle. And I just slowly watch how these youth start to shift. And now and then we're playing milling and I'm doing these, uh, they're walking around in the circle and I'm giving them imagination cues. Like, okay, now you're walking and you're on black ice. 
you know, be careful. And they're like, oh, and they're almost falling over. I'm like, but then you find a, a pair of skates out of nowhere. You're not very good at skating, but you found skates. And then they're like trying to skate and they're like falling over. I'm like then an all powerful being comes down and grants you this ability to be the best figure skater in the world. And sure enough, they're going around like figure skaters, even some of the most macho, cool guys, you know, and just watching them open up and laugh and connect. And literally, I feel as though you're watching like teenagers become little kids on a playground, becoming best friends again. When I see that spark in their eye and that laugh, I'm like, I'm like, so powerful like we want to talk about suicide prevention you want to talk about violence prevention you want to talk about any of that like that is the foundation is like actual friendship actually liking each other is like the positive version of those prevent types of prevention um so i usually don't say all of that when i introduce (laughs) it but uh that's a bit of an elaboration on what indigenized is um, the creative side, is, at least. Forty two fish cousins. That was a clip from the Indigenized podcast uh, introducing Warren Hooley, who will be working with your cousin Odd and your cousin Cousin, as well as your cousin Jacqueline Mathieu over in Clahous. And uh, we are going to be facilitating a camp. And it's going to be teaching uh, youth from the four sister nations, Kohus, um, Homothku, Klaaman, and Komox, and uh, talking about Ai Jutham, talking about storytelling, talking about podcasts, and I can't wait. October 26th, we're going there for the weekend. Uh, Let's take a look at what else is happening within the community. It is quarter to seven. I will say, P.S., my cost, Emma Bell, just phoned CJMP. Thank God I gave out the phone number, 4850088. And uh, I just, uh, now I'm, I mean, I'm just sad, happy, sad, happy, sad, happy. Um, love you so much, Emma. Um, okay. Okay. Let's talk about things going on in the village uh, of La Amen, Tishosum. Every Thursday is Culture Night, 4.30 p.m. It starts at the Salish Center. Uh, and um, earlier this month, they had carving with uh, Randy Timothy Sr., a.k.a. Haas, um, October 23rd. We haven't missed that one yet. Language class with the elders, uh, likely in the community room at the Ha'am and Governance House. And on October 30th, Cedar Headband Weaving with Charlie Bob. And if you want to know any more about when and where those classes are happening, you can contact Drew Blaney. And the number is 604-483-9646. Four eight three nine six four six extension one two three. <laughs> Good extension. Um, think that's it for the moment. 
for the moment. Uh, no, not it for the moment. Here, coming back. October 23rd is an Elders Day program. October 30th is the Elders Day bingo. And um, also going to be Stone Soup at Sha Almond Health, November 20th. Mark that on your calendar. That's such a good story, the story of Stone Soup. Have you ever heard that one? This person shows when I remember my dad telling me anyways I'm not going to tell you what it is but okay we'll talk about it later you can look it up stone soup it's a traditional folktale um October 24th in the nation um at the Chuchui, I think is discussing food allergies with Leanne the dietitian and uh, the presenters will be Donna Sheila and Leanne that's at 11 a.m until 1 p.m and uh family is always welcome there you go. Uh, what else? What else do I need to tell you? Okay, well, I'm going to talk a little bit more about family here. Um, I want to play a song before the show ends. Um, totally bragging. Totally. This is bragging to the nth degree. This is another, like, reason why community radio is great. I get to do this. Um, my dad... My dad, who's the best. Basically, my dad went in the recording studio with his band. He's in a band in Vancouver. And um, they've got a gig, a regular gig this summer, down at the Roundhouse performing Friday afternoons or something. And uh, I'll find out the name of the band, et cetera, later. Um, but this, he got to go into a recording studio, and you're never going to believe this, okay? He calls me. I have worked in sound now for, oh, I don't know, 20-plus years uh, I have been around microphones and uh, recordings, et cetera, et cetera. And um, uh, my father has just discovered the magic of the studio, the magic of microphones, the magic of sound. And he produced the most beautiful recording. I shouldn't say he produced it. He actually just performed it. And some fabulous female sound technician at the studio did an amazing job recording. This, Cousins, is what one would consider to be a warm sound. So this is my father, Trevor Ludsky, performing Blackbird on guitar and singing, and it is so beautiful. Okay, here you go, Judge F42 Fish. This is my dad. Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life You were only waiting for this moment to rise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take your sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You were only waiting for this moment Okay, sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. That's also the beauty of community radio. <laughs> okay, the, um, we're just not going to get the right recording to play at the moment, so you just got a taste of Dad. Isn't he fabulous? Don't you love my Dad, cousins? Oh. So, um, uh, well, we're just going to say that was fabulous. 
um, because it was Cousins. And in the final 10 minutes of the show, I'm going to distract you with this fabulous song by Lila June Cousins. Ah! And now, the sound of breathing. Excuse me, and they talked about when they were youth that it was, you know. Shine your light, we are equal. I remember the days when our prayers were illegal. I remember the days when being Indian was lethal. Yeah, we had a rough past, but get ready for the sequel. Get ready for the glorious comeback of our people. Yeah, rise up, all you warriors of love. All you answers to the prayers of our ancestors from above. I can feel it in my heart. Can you feel it in your blood? I can hear the seven fire calling us to wake up, wake up. All nations rise. Rise up, cause now's your time We don't have to hide Anymore, cause now's the time All nations rise Rise up, cause now's your time We don't have to hide Anymore, cause now's the time With forgiveness as my bow And my prayers as my arrows Pull them back and let go I watch them fly like sparrows Have hope Yeah, have hope With compassion as my shield And faith down to my marrow I will walk the pollen path Even when it gets narrow Yeah, yeah I resurrect Yes, you can bet that we seen the single mama raising children on the rest. We seen domestic violence tear apart what we have left. We seen the alcohol take it all and leave us dead. We seen the children take their lives when they can't take the dread anymore. Can't take the dread anymore. No, we can't take the dread anymore. No, we can't take the dread anymore. Yeah, it's a war, but we've seen it all before. And now we know we can change it, cause that's why we were born. We know we are the ones that we have been waiting for. We are the ones Grandma has been praying for. So rise up, all you warriors of love. All you answers to the prayers of our ancestors from above. I can feel it in my heart. Can you feel it in your blood? I can hear the seven fire calling us to wake up. Wake up. Levántense, es nuestro tiempo No tienes que esconderte más Ahora es nuestro tiempo Mujer indígena, tú eres tan sagrada Traigas medicina de tu suelo todavía A pesar del abuso de tu cuerpo y tu tierra Respetamos tus ancestros y la suya cultura Hombre indígena 
Tú eres honorable y yo veo la fuerza que todavía sobrevive a pesar del abuso de tu raza venerable. Yo respeto tus ritos, tus danzas, tus padres. Somos guerreros del amor y guerreros de la paz. Sí, no vamos a escondernos más. Somos guerreros del amor y guerreros de la paz. Sí, no vamos a escondernos más. They say that history is written by the victors, but how can there be a victor when the war isn't over? The battle has only just begun, and Creator is sending his very best warriors. And this time, it isn't Indians versus cowboys. No, this time, it is all the beautiful races of humanity together on the same side, and we are fighting to replace our fear with love. And this time, bullets, arrows, and cannonballs won't save us. The only weapons that are useful in this battle are the weapons of truth, faith, and compassion. Forty-two Fish Cousins. That song was written for the Black Hills Unity Concert. And, uh... Whoo! Whoo! Check out Bears Ears Prayer Run Alliance. Bears Ears Prayer Run Alliance. And, uh, learn more about that. And you could also check out theunityconcert.com. Holy, holy Toledo powerful voices. Uh, cousins, 42fishcjmp.ca. I have six minutes and 48 seconds. I'm going to play a little bit of this last interview. I'm cramming it all in for you because it's this good. This is from New Holcomb Radio. This is out of a uh, school uh, called um, Skookum Kothtinan. And uh, this is in the Snech village at Aswaslikta School, and these are students at um, uh, in uh, the Bellacula area, so-called, that um, have a wicked radio show, and this is their critique of a lieutenant governor visiting their area, and this is another awesome thing about community media cousins. Joseph and I are going to discuss the lieutenant governor of British Columbia speech and I'm not even do you remember the name of uh, our governor? Yeah. Nope. I remember the one of the previous lieutenant governor because she said it during the speech. <laughs> okay. So the lieutenant governor represents the crown of Britain which is another nation and should have been addressed and we should have been addressed as a nation. So this should have been a nation-to-nation discussion where the Nuhalk nation was represented with equal power. And I believe that the lieutenant governor came in asking where our Canadian flag was. And I guess she did not understand the relationship between Nuhalk nation and the government of Canada. She also did not recognize that the Nuhalk territory 
is sovereign territory and that no treaty has been signed. The lieutenant governor did not say the school name, Achsachta. She handed the mic to Lance. Thus, the lieutenant governor did not recognize the historical importance of the Nuhalk language or even tried to honor it by saying even one word out loud, denying the history of the government of Canada and the British Crown, trying to wipe out First Nations languages across Canada. She mentioned... She used the words harvesting the sun through cutting down trees, fishing, farming, treating the natural resources of the Nukhalk territory in an unlimited-like fashion and that they can just be taken without fear of them running out in the future. And so, in my opinion, it's not right to try, even try and justify commercial logging and fishing and farming by saying we all harvest the sun because that's ridiculous. And and also she was talking to the children of the nation without elders uh, present or chiefs or elected chiefs, school board parents of the children no notice was given for the people of the community to come and protect the children as they were being exposed to very a very political statement she also another few words she shared was that Canada was not Canada was created out of conversations and not conflict by that, she's kind of denying the legacy and history of residential schools, the 60s scoop colonization, and the bombing of Nukhok territory to force people in Kula. Cousins, this is 42 Fish. You were listening to students from the Aswalk school in uh, the New Holcomb territory um, and uh, amazingly clear messages that um, perhaps you haven't heard or considered before. I really, really want you to check out New Hulk Radio um, in Bella Coola and the way that is spelt is N-U-X-A-L-K N-U-X-A- L-K, and it's pronounced New Hulk Radio, and it's in Bella Coola, and um, a warrior woman, Banshee Hanos, uh, who has relations to the Klihus Nation, um, uh, Kenny Hanus, uh, uh, is the runs that place and, and really got it going. Uh, it was formative in making it happen. So here we are, cousins, in the last very minute of the show. Coming up next, you'll hear Bushwhack with Rin. And before this show was Let's Talk Trash, whom I absolutely love with all my heart. And uh, later this evening, some local music right here from CJMP, along with Nocturne's uh, Mark O'Connor at 10 and Can Queer at 11 Cousins. This is it, the vital minute of the show.
Lund and King in sunny Wildwood.